Hello and welcome to my fourth podcast. Can't believe it's actually four podcasts in already. And today what I want to discuss is a topic that really gets to the heart and to the core of everything that I do and the reasons why I do it. And that is to get women starting to invest in themselves, starting to take personal interest and raising their personal standards to a higher level. A lot of us, a lot of mummies, a lot of women out there have greater standards for other things in life. And the most important standard they should have, they should have is the one for their own body. And we know there's lots of shoulds and lots of shoulds, but we have to make it a must. So part of my coaching and part of my fitness and part of my nutrition coaching comes with a lot of lifestyle as well. And get women to raise their personal standards, to be very, the very, very best versions of themselves and stop accepting mediocrity when it comes to their health, when it comes to their body, when it comes to their fitness and when it comes to their nutrition. So today... I'm going to unleash it and I'm going to let you know how I feel and what I experience and what you can do to be the very best version of you. Today I want to talk about um, about what I experience and what I observe with women as we get older. Um, most of the women I coach are over 40, in their 50s, and a lot of women get to the point where they think, well, this is it. You know, this is my body's meant to look like this, whether you be overweight, whether you're not in great shape. And a lot of women come to me because they're not happy with their body. But I think they honestly do think and have some level of acceptance that, well, this is just the way it is. This is what happens when you get over 40 and you're hitting perimenopause and you're hitting menopause. And, you know, your body's not in great shape, but your body's not in great shape because you haven't been looking after it. You haven't been looking after your lifestyle. You haven't been looking after the most important home that you'll ever have, which is the home that we live in. A lot of us have a greater emphasis and a greater love for the home and the, the physical home that we live in in terms of the roof over our head. You know, we invest so much money in our home. We invest so much money and thousands in renovating. And we have done over the pandemic. People are upgrading their homes and upgrading their gardens and placing a lot of pride within their home, but they're losing the point, they're missing the point. You know, over this pandemic, if anything, we now know that, you know, even COVID rates um, are, and your, your chances of getting really ill with COVID can be affected by your lifestyle choices. So surely to goodness, we have wakened up to the fact that the choices that we make for our body are more, than choices, more important than the choices that we make in our home. Yes, it's lovely to live in a nice house and it's lovely to have all those things. And yes, they're nice to have. But what a necessity is this home that we live in. So what I emerge in women to do, and I've been doing this for years, is take and place a higher priority on the important stuff. Prioritize this home that you live in. Make better lifestyle choices. You don't have to eat the elephant all at once. But if you're in a position in your life now, whereas a lot of clients come to me when, when I coach them and they're not happy with where they're at, but there's almost a level of acceptance or, well, you know, I'd be happy if I just lose a half a stone or I'd be happy if I, you know, I could just get out for a walk every day. So they're, even their personal expectations on themselves are less than mediocre. We have such mediocre, a lot, and this is a broad sweeping statement I have to say, but I find that a lot of us have less than mediocre standards for our own bodies and our own health than 
as I say, the comparable at amusement is the home that we live in. And it's a great analogy because we financially invest in our home. You know, we have personal equity in our home. We see the value growing. But never once would we use that analogy for our own body and say, well, the more I invest in my body, the more I invest in myself and the time for me, I mean time as in, you know, me time, not, you know, going to the spa or getting your nails done. I'm talking going for a walk, preparing healthy meals, drinking more water, going to bed an hour earlier. The investment, the personal equity in you will grow and improve the same way the personal equity that you invest in your home will grow. The difference is, this is really freaking important. This is really important. This is going to stand you in good stead somewhere down the line. Now, surely to goodness, we do know that, you know, just because you're fit and you're healthy, it doesn't say that, you know, that you're, that you're, you're fit and you're healthy and you're leaner. It doesn't stop you from getting maybe certain diseases that there are out there, but it improves our chances. And for me, it's not about that. It's not about being lean. It's not about you know, fitting into a dress size. It's about waking up every day and feeling good in your body. And from what I observe, a lot of women wake up every day and they think this is it. And they don't realize that it can be changed. And we do, you have to realize that your body and your mental health and, you know, everything that you do, we can make choices every single day to improve the personal equity in ourselves. And, it, you know, whilst we spend thousands on our home, you don't have to spend thousands to do that. You don't, going out for a walk's free, put your trainers on, going for a run's free, you're doing some home workouts free, drinking more water, going to bed that wee bit earlier, preparing healthy meals from scratch actually is cheaper in the long term than buying convenience processed foods and it's better for your health. Small steady, ste steady steps, steady steps and really value who you are as a person. A lot of us get to the stage where we have our children reared, you know, we're in our careers, mid-40s, maybe 50s, kids are moving out of the house and we've given everything over to that and we've placed a greater priority on our kids and our homes and our jobs and other things within our lifestyle that we deem maybe successful. But it's time to strip it back, folks, and to remember that the most important investment in your life is you and your body. And never, ever forget that. Nothing else is any good to you if you don't have your health. Nothing else is any good to you if you're walking around in a fog and in a daze and feeling depressed and free and anxious and feeling ashamed. And a lot of my clients, they live life, as I always say, from the shadows. They're avoiding social, social situations. They're avoiding, avoiding opportunities in their life because they feel embarrassed or they feel ashamed about what their body looks like. That's completely changed. You can change that. That is something that we have control over. You know, that's not something that you have to live within the confines of that guilt and shame. That can be changed. But we have to prioritize it. It has to sit at the top of our pile. It has to. It really does have to be number one. And women feel, a lot of women feel guilty and they feel shameful about doing that. And it's... it's to me, sometimes that can be a great excuse as well for maybe not just being too lazy and couldn't be arsed to do it. But that's all very well until you end up in a situation where you're not feeling good about your body. You're not feeling good about your health. You're not where you want to be. And even when I'm coaching women, they would say, 
well, I'll only lose a half a stone. And I would say, well, what's your ideal? What is your ideal? Where would you like to be? How would you like to feel? Not necessarily what would you like to be, but how would you like to feel? Where did you feel best in your body? When did you feel most confident? And we would go into a conversation where they would say, well, maybe, you know, five years ago, and I was really fit and, you know, diet was better, better quality foods. And I take, take them back to that place and say, right, well, where were we in terms of, you know, the things that you were doing in your life? Let's take you back there. Oh, but back then, uh, you know, I was... 11 stone and I would just find that very hard to maintain now you know so they're shutting themselves down immediately they're just knocking themselves down at the knees before we even start so their barriers have gone up before we even start so when you constantly put them barriers in front of yourself when you're constantly degrading yourself and saying well I can't do well the chances are you won't do <laughs> um, as Henry Ford said you know whether you think you can or you can't either way you're right so if those mental barriers are there, forget about it. Guys, you're going nowhere fast. And a lot of the time when I would say to clients, you know, they say, well, I was maybe 10 stone 10 years ago, but I found that very hard to maintain. Whereas they might be 11 or 12 stone now. But the reality is it's probably only an extra two or 300 calories a day difference. It's just has happened over the years of small incremental, maybe additional calories and surplus to requirements, maybe with lack of movement, overeating on junk foods, snack foods you know, that that weight has creeped on. So again, mediocrity creeps in. I can't, oh sure, back then, I couldn't maintain that anymore. Oh sure, I can't really do that, you know, because um, my back sore or my hip sore or my knee sore. Obstacles, 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 obstacles. All the time, creating barriers where there are no barriers. I think sometimes women think that it's a massive mountain to climb to get to where they need to go. But often I would say to clients, never look at the top of the mountain, you know, never look, it's like base camp at Mount Everest on the top. You never, you take it a stage at a time. We always break it down into chunks and we focus on the process as opposed to the outcome. Because if you're outcome focused, then you may not, you have to tick off those daily processes. The simple things like, you know, making sure our calories are on point, making sure that we're getting enough adequate protein and healthy fats in our diet, enough fiber, we're sleeping well, we're maybe trying to eliminate stress in our lives, we are drinking more water, you know, we're moving a little bit more every day. It doesn't have to be these gargantuan, you know, quantum leaps that people think that they have to take. Um, I was speaking to a client this morning and she had says to me, she had said she just cannot believe that moving more in her day and all she did was move more in her day has led to about a stone and a half we very changed her diet very very little we just made her move more but she had the patience to wait she locked it into her day she became it became her non-negotiable it became like her rock in the river so that became steadfast in her life and she moved the other things around that whereas a lot of us we have great notions of grandeur and we have great notions of getting slim and getting healthy, but a lot of us aren't willing to put the processes and put the daily steps in, in order to get there. So you chunk it down and you say, right, this week what we're going to do is we're going to get the movement in. Next week, I'm going to get the movement in, but what I'm going to do is I'm maybe going to cut out them two snacks that I'm not really hungry for between meals that are just a bad habit. Week three, we do that for a couple weeks and then you add in something else. You don't try to eat the elephant all at once. And as time goes by, 
you regain that pride in yourself. You regain that sense of control that maybe you've lost because a lot of women feel that they have lost control with their body. So when they feel they've lost control with their body, they tend to harness their focus on something else, as I always say, on stuff that they can control um, and that is, that's easy to control. Um, but it takes the pressure and it takes the emphasis off themselves and then that tends to become their excuse. But when you start to make those small steps and when you do it and when you take time to do it, and in the last podcast we spoke about aggressive dieting and it's funny it's because it's something that we will rarely use and women love the fact that, you know, that they could lose weight in half the time, but you have to eat a lot less calories and it's a lot tougher. But there's something in longevity, there's something in applying daily principles that not just embeds habits, but embeds that feel good behaviors, that confidence, that that control that women can get back in their lives where they know, hold on, I've got this, I've got this. Then they tend to look at the past and they think, I can't believe it has taken me this long to do this. You know, they apply the same level of effort with their body that they do with their own home. Um, they apply the same investment in their personal equity of their health. Um, and once you get that control back and once you start feeling leaner and once you start feeling stronger and I put a picture up of a client there recently, Katie Kirby, she had lost two stone in my one-to-one -one online coaching program and she lifted the weights that she lost. It was like gym plates that you put on a barbell and she lifted the plates and she couldn't believe that she was carrying that weight around with her every single day and her focus and her distraction was her work. Her work she's a professional woman her work was her focus but it also served her well because she could use it as an excuse not to focus on the big the big problem which was her health and her own personal issue with weight management and you know stress and anxiety and mental health and 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 dealing with that but she said not carrying that physical weight around with her every day not only is it a physical release but it's an emotional and a mental release as well. And for the first time in a long time, she feels she's got that control back. And she's not using distraction techniques to avoid dealing with the most important thing in her life, which is her. Which is her. And getting other things in your life to validate your existence. I find a lot of women would validate their existence through their careers, through their kids, through other things in life. You've got to work on number one first. You've heard it a million times. You've got to love number one first. Self-acceptance before self-improvement. I don't care what stage of your life you're at. If you're the worst shape of your life, if you're the best shape of your life, what age you're at, you've got to work on the self-acceptance first. You've got to work on you. And I can tell you, everything will flow from that. Everything will get better. So stop using, you know, other things as excuses and look at the time that you're spending on social media and look at the money and the effort you're spending on the physical home that you live in as opposed to the most important home that you live in and apply the same pressure and apply the same pride and apply the same confidence to yourself as you would to other external factors that you feel justify and validate your existence because your existence and your confidence and your worthiness comes from you. Look, getting up every morning and looking at yourself in the mirror and I often hear these gurus saying, you know, speak into the mirror and tell yourself how much you love yourself. Jesus, no, I, I, <laughs> that makes me laugh because 
there's days I look at the mirror of myself and I go, go and I'm having an internal conversation whether I will go to the gym or I won't go to the gym. And then I look at myself and I'm still saying, yeah, I love you, love yourself, blah, blah, blah. I go, no, get your fucking ass out and get into the gym and shut your mouth and stop making excuses. So that hard, that hard practical reality of, you know, don't kid yourself either. The action has to be taken. You know, you can tell yourself things a million times, but chances are, if you don't believe it, you don't believe it. But when you take action, then that self-belief becomes real. So, you know, forget the guru talk, forget the positive visualization, take feckin' action, take action. <laughs> Nothing happens, it's great to, to visualize and, you know, to wishful think all these things into your life. But you can wishful think to your blue in the face. You know, you gotta take action. The, the home doesn't get built without the manual labor to build the blocks and build everything up. Your body's the same. You know, the lean body, the strong body, the healthy glow, the feeling good, that effort needs to be applied. So, you know, have a, have a good and long, hard talk with yourself, but at the same time, accept and acknowledge what you're doing along the way without it becoming a self-saboteur and you get run away with yourself and think you're, you know, absolutely class. But acknowledge and, you know, reward yourselves in a way that's in alignment with your goals instead of rewarding yourself with, you know, a weekend on the lash or on the pish, getting absolutely hammered. <laughs> you know, reward yourself with something else. Find a new reward. But this podcast today is very much about you. It's very much about stop bullshitting yourself. Stop focusing on the wrong home and focusing on the right home. Um, it's lovely to have the And look, when you have this all focused on and you're feeling good, you'll have the energy to do things that you never did before. You'll have the confidence to take those opportunities that you last pass you by because you felt crap about yourself. You'll have the energy to involve yourself in things that a lot of people don't have the energy to. Maybe getting involved in sports with their kids, moving more, getting involved in family holidays, going for long walks, doing things that you never would have done before. To me, it's about participating in life, being in the throes of it instead of being an observer. So let's get back to basics, folks. Let's not lose the run of ourselves with external and extrinsic things that we might use to validate ourselves and let's start self-validating um, without sounding too corny um, and, and apply plenty action behind that. I think that's really, really important and that's the thrust and what I'm really trying to get to the point here today. Um, and it's just, again, I've conversations with all my clients over the years and women who would have no problem at all, not a problem spending, you know, three or four grand on a new sofa or tiles or gardens or 30, 40 grand for a car. But God, Lord Almighty, would they ever invest money in their personal fitness or their personal nutrition? That's, a, that's like a, that's a cra that's crazy talk. So maybe you should start looking after yourself. Maybe you should start putting yourself first in that respect. And start living life to the max. Start living the life that you want to live instead of the life that you want to live when you lose the weight, when you get fitter, when you get stronger. Start, start applying it now. Um, and again, remember folks, self-acceptance before self-improvement all day long. Thank you so much. And look folks, I think I'll leave it there today. Um, and anybody wants to get in touch with me regards 
personal coaching, for um, fitness, for nutrition, for lifestyle, for heart straight talk, pretty much. Um, we, we, you know, I, I work with other coaches. We work a lot with psychology coaches, mindset coaches, um, to help clients with the real, I suppose the real pressure and pain points for a lot of people, like emotional eating, snacking, overeating, binging, you know, mad weekends away, pulling back after having a bad few days, how do you get back on the real life stuff? So please reach out um, and let me help you. Um, and don't procrastinate and don't delay and don't wait for the straight road ahead. There's no straight road, there's only now. You know, the coaching that we do prepares you for real life um, and doesn't prepare you for the perfect world because we don't live in a perfect world. So hopefully that helps folks. And um, I will chat to you all next week. And you can get me on Instagram at Tara Grounds Fitness, um, Facebook, DM me, send me a private message on Facebook, send me an email, info at taragroundsfitness.com if you have any issues or if you'd like me to cover anything on any podcasts moving forward. Thank you.